Welcome to the GeoMob podcast, where we discuss geo-innovation in any and all forms, be it for fun or profit. Today, my guest is a well-known figure in the U.S. geo industry, James Fee. James has had a very long career at uh, many different companies all across geo, GIS, big companies, small companies, currently working kind of as a freelance consultant. But you may know him best from his long-running industry newsletter, which is called Spatially Adjusted which I can recommend you all subscribe to. He also co-hosts a monthly podcast about geospatial technology trends. And of course, he runs the GeoJSON Ballparks Project, which he will be presenting at the January 13th GMO. But we're not going to talk about that today. And actually, we're not even going to talk about the topic that we had originally planned to talk about, which was digital twins, which is a topic that James is kind of an expert on. But there's some been some very big news in the geo industry today, and that is the announcement of the launch of Amazon Location Services. So... We're going to dive right in and talk about that and what that might mean. But first up, James, why don't you introduce yourself a little bit and uh, say hello. Thank you for the introduction. Yeah, I've uh, been around for a while. I've been doing... Uh, we are talking podcasts I do. I do with Bill Dollins. Uh, we were talking about how long I've been doing these kind of things. And I used to... I don't know if you remember, but I used to have a Hangout, a Google Hangout, back when Google Hangouts were a thing. And that was back in 2012. There's there's no medium I won't, <laughs> I won't try and play around with. But... Uh, I think you know you've been doing this long enough. You you look for new outlets to have your creativity. I think that's why I first started blogging way back in 2005 was because you know I was stuck in a an enterprise organization using Esri software with you know Oracle, and all of a sudden I started playing around with this uh, open source stuff. <laughs> you know, uh, it was MySQL at the time, but uh, you know I just started blogging about it, and that's how these conversations start. Is you just uh, go a different direction. So. Excited to be here. Really excited to be here. So you've seen a lot of uh, technologies come and a lot of technologies go. And so I think you're exactly the right person to uh, help us take the very first pass at, at what it means that Amazon has launched a big round of location services. Yeah, so, I mean, it's it's funny, this thing. No, no, no one's surprised, right? I mean, everyone's kind of like, whoa, it, it dropped. But nobody said like, oh, I can't believe Amazon's doing this. Why would they get in this? <laughs> Why would they care about location, right? Well, I think the thing that, that's a bit interesting is what actual services does it comprise? You know, like I'm a little bit surprised that they offered maps. And because obviously Amazon has their delivery guys out doing deliveries. So it's not surprising that they, you know, would focus on something like geocoding or routing and those kind of things. But, but actually, maps is a little bit surprising. And I'm a little bit, and it seems they're quite, they have this um, geofencing service. And I guess I'm a little bit surprised at the way that they did it, kind of in partnership with here and Esri. But I, I think you're kind of probably the better person to comment on that. Give, give us your first take. What's your first, very first impression? Yeah, I mean, it, it is interesting because, you know, if we were <laughs> sitting at a bar having a drink if, when, back when that used to be a thing, I am uh, having we would have bet that... Just oh, to be clear. <laughs> this is not water, it's gin. If we were doing this, you know, and sitting around at a bar talking about what we thought Amazon might do, to do things like geocoding and spatial queries and all these, those are things that we would say that they would do. Maybe we would say they would do map tiles, but, you know, I say again and again, map tiles are, are a commodity, you know. You don't have to, they're, they're basically free. But maybe that's why Amazon does it, is all, they throw them up in, a, in an S3 bucket or some sort of storage that they have, and then allow well, you access it for pennies. Maybe it simplifies, you know, if you're on their stack that you can go ahead and call all these worldwide tiles from different uh, competitors, but they're only Esri and they're only here. And, you know, if you're in an Esri environment, that's cool because Esri, Esri has really good looking maps, but 
their Esri maps, or you have here, and here is one of those companies that we all forget about until they do something. And we're like, oh, that's right here. You know, they're still around, but those are the two they picked. It wasn't Mapbox, which I'm sure I, I don't know the story behind that. And they also didn't do it themselves. And you know, creating map tiles is not. You don't need a PhD in in, in uh, computer science to create map tiles. So. Uh, they obviously made a decision at this point to not do map tiles themselves, to let other people do it. You know, I don't have a Fire tablet, and I was wondering if they have who does the maps on the Fire tablet, because I would have totally looked it up if I had one. It's probably I, I, I think they have some services that have used here tiles in the past. Yeah, I, I vaguely remember them using here, so I guess that's not a surprise. Esri... Is that a surprise? I don't know. Esri has, you know, cloud services on Amazon uh, that you can use through them. Maybe this simplifies it if you're already, you know, in your console, your AWS console that you just go to AL, ALS. Oh, that doesn't sound right. That's Amazon location services. That's Lou Gehrig's disease. Um, <laughs> I got me some ALS. That's an unfortunate. It is a, it is a weird name because it's, it's it, I don't know why they're called Amazon location services instead of AWS location services. You know, everything else is yeah. AWS this and AWS that. And yeah, yeah. And a they kind of went a different way here. AWS Lambda, right? It should be yeah. AWS location, but who knows? Maybe it's a new, uh, a new marketing. You know, you got to change your, your method that you call things. Instead of AWS, they just call themselves Amazon. So yeah. So that they do, you know, we, we, as you mentioned, they do maps, you know, and, and maps. I mean, <laughs> you can't see the air quotes I'm using on this podcast, but, you know, they have a tile service. And in fact, I think they even talk about you can use like Mapbox <laughs> to, to consume those tiles. So it's like they don't even have, you know, uh, their own client API to, to, to consume them. They're well, yeah, they use of, different different open source libraries, Tangram, the, the one for MapZen and Mapbox. But the, yeah. the open source version, of course, last week, the, the newest version is no longer open source. So, <laughs> that's another I, podcast which, you can have. <laughs> well, I wonder if it's related to this, obviously. I wonder if that's yeah, what it's going to do. Could be, honestly. You know, why does Mapbox yeah, want mean, to do product development for Amazon, who's now trying to kill them? So yeah, um, so there's the maps thing, and I think the maps thing is as simplistic as as you do. They it's funny they lead with it in their documentation and everything that's saying, hey, we do maps, but it's like the least interesting of the services they offer because <laughs> I think it really just is. Here's our tiles, and you can just retrieve the tiles at the, the Zoom levels and use them. And <laughs> you know, I think most of us, or probably most of those that are listening to this podcast, either already have created tile sets on their own or already have subscriptions to them. So maybe this may, as I said earlier, makes this makes it simpler that you, you know, I just can pay Amazon all my money <laughs> instead of spreading it around. But, you know, I, I really don't think people are going to select this to use the map tiles. That's, that's my theory on that. But the other ones, you know, as you mentioned, are interesting. The, the geofencing, that was unexpected, honestly. I did not say, I, I do understand why they do geofencing. <laughs> you know, it's, it's really in their wheelhouse, uh, given, you know, that they're a logistics company. <laughs> well, that's one uh, thing I've heard is that Amazon, a lot of the products, sometimes they, they roll out these products and people are like, why did they make this? And frankly, one of the best answers is just, well, they already had it for their own internal use. So given that they maybe already had this technology, then they're, you know, then they're like, well, we might as well see if anyone else wants to buy it. And I suspect a lot of yeah. some of these, you know, asset tracking and geofencing things must be things that they already have for their own internal use, you know, in all their warehouses and things like that. So, yeah, I, I don't doubt it. And that's, you know, the geofencing stuff. What's that open source? 
project. Uh, tile, tile 38, is that the one? Have you seen that? I think it's Tile 38. We, we'd throw it in the, t- the show notes for people if I got that wrong. But there's a lot of cool solutions out there that do this. But again, if you're, <laughs> if you're all in on Amazon, which many people are, you know, adding this feature is very interesting. And of course, they've got the, the tracker part involved with that as well. You know, I'm surprised it's not tied more into their IoT. Uh, you know, AWS IoT, but you know, uh, I think this stuff kind of bleeds into different things anyway. But that's really interesting. And then, <laughs> probably close to your heart, <laughs> they have a geocoder. <laughs> yeah, they do have places. some geocoding. Although bizarrely, they call it places. Which I mean, Google also has a thing called Google Places, but it's slightly different than from the, than the geocoding. One thing, obviously, one of the first things I did is look at the pricing on the the geocoding. And, and see how that compares. One, I, I was glad they managed to keep the uh, geo industry, geo enterprise industry tradition of having really kind of weird pricing. So it's very hard to compare <laughs> directly. I mean, Christ, every single player seems to have a different way to do their pricing in terms of like a map load versus tiles versus a map view versus a, a different free tiers and things like that. In, in in geocoding, of course, they have different prices based on whether you want to store the results or not store the results. So that suggests to me that it must just be coming... Again, they must just be reselling here and... Oh, they, they actually are. You get to choose either the Esri or here. Esri, um, yeah, you get to choose if it's Esri or here, but... but so essentially, I, I imagine don't. in terms of product, it's exactly the same as the current offering from Esri and here. They don't... I, that I don't know. I haven't looked at the API, but... They they do say specifically you get to choose whether or not you want to use here or Esri to do the the data the backend, but whether the API is theirs or or, or one of theirs, I, I'm assuming it's their API wrapping around it. But that's yeah. oh, go ahead. Do you think this is a big risk for someone like here? Then I mean, Esri has their kind of you know their whole desktop software world, but for someone like here. They're just going to help Amazon get established. And clearly in two years or five years or whatever point, Amazon's just going to switch them out. Oh, totally. I mean, well, how many times has that happened to here or, or um, you know, any of the other ones? They, they always are the, you know, everyone partners with here or, or, or anybody else. And then they, they work hard like Apple and, and Google. And then they work hard to create their own data and turn it off. That's going to happen here. You know, they're going to work on their own data. But I, you know, I don't think here really cares. You know, I, I think the people that work at here that create these tools care greatly. But I think the, car, the, the German car manufacturers <laughs> that own them, this is all probably a very, you know, a side hustle for them. This is, hey, it's revenue. What do we care? You know, <laughs> we don't see yeah. this as important. And so, you know, could be, yeah. they, you do anything to add to the bottom line, even if maybe it's long term, not a good idea, <laughs> you know, or, you know, you could be cannibalizing, but maybe you're not cannibalizing anything, right? I mean, if nobody, if nobody who's using this service would ever use here <laughs> or would be new to here, right? If you use here, you use here, but if you're, God, that's a horrible name to talk about. Um, I, it's a, it's a, it's a horrible name, absolutely horrible. Yeah. <laughs> but but anyway, if you're using it, you're using it. And if you, would you come to Amazon to use it? I don't know. Maybe you know. Maybe here is better in areas that Esri is not, and that's why they have the two. You know, Esri may do very well in North America uh, and Europe, or and then here might do better. You know, in Eastern Europe and Asia, and you know, who knows? I, I've never analyzed the two, honestly. So who do you think this is a big threat for? Google Maps? Mapbox? Who are the winners and losers of this? Hard to say right now. I think 
the winners are going to be the, the CIOs who want to throw all their all their stuff in one platform. It's probably a bigger threat to Google, you know, or or, or users that use Google for these services, right? That that you that they use Amazon, all their stuff is in the Amazon cloud, and then they have to go out to a third party to use it. Yeah. I mean, let's just assume most people use Google. Uh, it is probably the largest. Uh, sure, by far the, the most out. common. Yeah. So they're obviously going to get hit, but I don't know if Google really cares because Google's like mobile, right? And so even though they do this all for non-mobile stuff, I mean, Apple and Google really only care about mobile at the end of the day. So this is, you know, probably from Google standpoint, it's not a threat, but of the companies that would probably, you know, lose, they would be using Google or people that roll their own. You know, there's a lot, and you know this being, (laughs) being the senior industry, there's a lot of companies that create their own geocoders and other services just because they did at the time. And then they keep putting, you know, bad money into it. And so I'm sure part of your sales is like, hey, you know, (laughs) you're not an expert at this. We are, you should probably have us. And so I think that's probably going to be Amazon's pitch to, you know, XYZ Corporation who uses their own, who created their own geocoder and saying, hey, that's cool you did this, but... Much like you don't want to host servers in a, in a server farm yourself, you should let us do it. And I think that's going to be how they will get customers is, is through you're doing this on your own. And maybe those that use, you know, like geofencing, it may use an Esri service for geofencing and just say, hey, look, I, I may still use Esri because I'm using it through this API, but rather than, you know, piping it out to another server and paying Esri, you know, something on the side that you end up moving it into the Amazon ecosystem. And then your stuff just, <laughs> whatever they do to improve, which they do a really good job of, you can come along for that ride. Yeah, I guess, I guess. I don't know. Um, yeah, it's certainly the case. There are a lot of companies that have done things themselves, but usually the people who have done things themselves, one of the, they have some of the reasons. And, and one is that they want to... They, they they have some unique needs that are different than everyone else. And so Amazon's not going to offer that. Another big reason that we come across is people don't want to have any risk of sharing their data. You know, they don't want the data to get mm-hmm. out in any way, like the, the query data, because of privacy issues. I mean, an so interesting I, play for them would be to, you know, allow you to do that, <laughs> right? If you store your data in Amazon location format. <laughs> yeah, you, you know, could, I mean, so, so, but that still requires kind of a leap, right? As a, as a company, you have to decide. So let, let's say like you're in Europe, right? You have all these people who are mm-hmm. very worried about GDPR and they have to make the decision, fine, we are okay putting our data into AWS. We trust AWS that they're going to comply with GDPR and things like that. You know, so, so that's kind of a, you know, a, a leap of faith you have to make as a company. And some companies yeah. don't, you know, and they, they you know, particularly so some countries are like Germany is a key example. People are very paranoid about privacy. And sometimes it makes sense and sometimes it's a little exaggerated, in my opinion. But, you know, that's definitely a thing that appeals to some people. It's like, I don't want my data going in any way, shape or form to a big American company where, you know, I don't know what what happens with it. So, yeah. you know, the... I think there's there's something to that, and geocoding especially, right? the The value of a geocode is after you do the geocode. There's value to that, and who controls that geocode, <laughs> and how they're able to to use it, you know, is is very important to a lot of people. And so, you know, on the surface, this places API is not that interesting because it isn't anything new. It's just something that Amazon has. What it ends up becoming down the road, 
that will tell us, you know, how serious they are over <laughs> what Amazon location service becomes, right? Well, in theory, obviously, they have the ingredients, you know, they have all the guys out delivering the packages so that they could be collecting tons and tons of data. And well, that was interesting because because they have routing. Like, routing is something that they're going to offer, but they don't offer right. it today. It, it says yeah. it's coming soon. And, you know, the routing stuff, obviously, is really key. I mean, I don't know how it is in, in Europe, but here in the U.S., like, I rarely get an Amazon package that's not delivered by Amazon. It's always those Amazon guys doing it, whether it's, whether it's the Amazon truck doing it or, you know, the Uber-like Amazon delivery people doing it. So to, to manage all that, they have to obviously have their own routing. And, you know, they probably have all these things. I mean, you said it. <laughs> this is all, this is their stack that they're using to deliver packages, probably. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, here here in Europe, I don't see as many Amazon. You know, usually they work with third party local companies, but obviously that may be changing. I don't know. So, yeah. I got their they got an own airline, so <laughs> it's inevitable that they're going to Well, I guess they probably won't have trucks in Europe. There'll be drones <laughs> one day when that becomes <laughs> plenty of reality. trucks in Europe, but yeah, not, um, so they can't add any more. But the other things that are interesting to me on this is like what comes along for the ride, right? AWS identity and access management tools, you know, all those things that, that, you know, you use to secure your AWS ends up being used for these SDKs. So that's something that might be very interesting to a lot of users is, you know, accessing Esri or here through Amazon, because you get to have one, you know, data security model versus, you know, having to pipe out to a different one. That comes along for the ride, right? And then the integration to things like uh, CloudWatch and all those other you know tools that they have. Well, I, but I don't know how Esri necessarily does that, you know, with their cloud. I mean, you can do anybody can do that, right? But having that being done out of the box might be interesting to a lot of customers. I don't know. Well, yeah, particularly if they're already using AWS. But but you know, we can flip that on its head, right? And for me, the biggest weakness of AWS is precisely the fact that it's so many different services it's absolutely humanly impossible to have an overview of all the different things that they that they do and you know it's always changing and new things are coming out and pricing is changing and so you know you hear these horror stories of course of people all of a sudden getting some you know bill that's you know 10 times what they expected it to be because they forgot to turn the servers off or whatever and it's just the complexity so I mean, I can tell you as, as someone who runs a standalone geocoding service, I'm not that worried because it's precisely because we're standalone. That's kind of our strength, right? Yeah. And it, it's simple and people can come and understand it and get started and start using it. And whereas AWS, it's obviously very, very powerful. But first, you've got to like get through all that that setup cost of like even getting understanding what it all is and and how to configure it and how to... Which is, is, is non-trivial. It's really non-trivial. Yeah, I mean, it might also have to do with the verticals they're going after. I, well, I'll find the tweet we can share it in the show notes. But one of the Amazon guys tweeted the examples, you know, uh, industry examples. And the three were, I think they were geomarketing, delivery, and asset tracking. Those were like the three verticals that they were really interested in. And those are clearly three. <laughs> Three verticals that Amazon probably knows pretty damn well. So, you know, if that's what they're going after, that's very different, I think, than a lot of users of this space. You know, they're the, the non geospatial users that need geospatial technology without knowing what they're doing. You know, I think that's that's very <laughs> that's very telling, uh, you know, and probably aligns with, again, as you said, you know, 
they're doing what they know and releasing it. And then eventually, eventually it becomes much more, right? Yeah. What do you think about the implications for someone like Mapbox? Is this a direct competitor? Is this, is this a... Well, I don't think it's a direct competitor at all right now because Mapbox is very visual and has a lot of those visual tools. So I, I don't think, you know, there is some, they have their, Mapbox has a geocoder, Mapbox has tiles, Mapbox has routing. You know, they do a lot of these things, right? They probably do geofencing. I, I don't know. They have an IoT service, I assume, so they can do tracking. I guess it comes down to verticals, right? Who uses Mapbox? Who uses Amazon? Who uses Esri? Who uses here? There's Each one of those companies has embedded customers that are like the reason they exist, right? Um, yeah. You know, everybody who's in this industry uses it software X because that's all that they have, right? I think it's the same way there. I mean, Mapbox is in things like, you know, car. So they, so Mapbox comp- competes probably with here more than they do with Esri. With routing, I mean, you can't but follow them and not see an example of routing or, or you know, car navigation or embedded technologies. Their, their new API that they came out with is very 3D. Um, yeah. So, you know, obviously they're looking at 3D visualization. You know, we, uh, when I was at CityZoomed, we used their APIs for Unity. So we created 3D worlds in Unity using their tiles, uh, or 3D tiles. Uh, so, you know, there's their stuff lends itself more to visual than, than I think what Amazon is. I mean, uh, you know, they do have tiles, but I think, I think Amazon has tiles existing so you can throw results on tiles, <laughs> right? Not because you're going to say, hey, Amazon has a, has a tile service. Let me use it specifically because it's already here in Esri. And if you want it, why would you not just use one of them in the first place anyway, right? Yeah, I, I, I agree with what you're saying. That it's, yeah. um, but I mean, it, it, feels like, it feels like the maps are kind of, you have to have maps. So they, they did maps. But I, I agree. There's nothing remarkable about the maps. That right, because if all you do is say, here's it. Yeah, if, if, if all you do at the end of the day is say, here's a JSON blob, you know, good luck. And you have to do something with it. And yeah, I mean, taking a, a JSON or a JSON blob or GeoJSON blob and throwing it on a tile, that's easy. But if it's already built in, if the APIs are already there and they talk to each other, then it's really easy. You just pipe it out to the to their API. But then again, they, as we said earlier, they don't have... <laughs> they don't have an SDK, you know, for the tiles. It's just tiles. So, <laughs> you know, they don't really, it's like they didn't go all the way on that either. So I, again, I, maybe I don't know what I'm talking about. I just <laughs> halfway through my, my thought, I, I, I backed out and said, so who, who knows? Uh, you know, they're probably more of a competitor for here than they are for Fox. Um, especially if they're, you know, interested in routing, asset tracking. <laughs> but again, <laughs> you know, that, then why, why, does, why would your partner with them? It doesn't really make sense as far as I can see. Because they probably already, I mean, I, we could probably Google later, but I'm sure there's, I've, I vaguely remember there being agreements between here and, and Amazon for their maps. And, you know, you seem to remember it too. So, you know, maybe it's just part of this, you know, overarching services agreement. Here's like, well, might as well... <laughs> <laughs> Might as well do business with you now and get whatever money I can because you're you're gonna cut me out eventually anyway. So, sure, I'll take millions of dollars <laughs> that I wouldn't otherwise get, you know, and and hopefully you know invest it back in the platform. But then again, you know, none of us think here is a platform that's aimed at this market other than <laughs> routing and 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 that kind of stuff. So, I guess, I guess the other point of note with this announcement is again we it's only got announced like a couple hours ago so I haven't gone through it with a fine tooth comb but no mention anywhere of open street map or open data or anything along those lines is that 
surprising I, or, or I I remember seeing a job wreck a year ago. Gosh, stupid COVID brain a while ago <laughs> where they were looking for people that had experience in this. Now you can't necessarily infer that that was for this because Amazon actually hosts a lot of OSM data that you can access and other open data in their GSP, I don't know, data that they have. I don't even know if it still exists. So those well could have existed for that. Well, I know they also edit OSM. I mean, you know, their drivers who are out are, are editing OSM. I, I'm not sure if that's yeah. Amazon employees or subcontractors or what exactly it is. But, you know, every now and again, this this question comes up in the OSM, OSMF list and things about paid editing and they kind of list, um, you know, which companies are doing it. And Amazon is is at the top of the list together with Facebook, you know, so clearly, clearly they're clearly using they... OSM, at least in some markets, maybe not in the US and maybe it's more in developing countries. I don't know, but yeah, well, it comes back to the confusion we have is <laughs> why do this half-assed thing that sort of gets you down to a path of being an actual truly location service? You know, maybe as you said, I was trying to look through the pricing before we had this, uh, this podcast and I can't figure out if it makes sense. You know, I think it's like like four cents for a thousand map tiles, which can't even remember if that's a deal or not. <laughs> yeah, but that's um, what I mean. It's hard. It's very difficult to compare because then it's four cents for a thousand map tiles, but you know, it's hard, it's hard to estimate how many tiles you're using, right? And then I looked over on. Google Maps pricing. I mean, I don't. I'm not in the Maps game, and so it, it's hard to Google charges by map loads. So I, yeah. I don't know how many tiles is a map load. You know, it's it's not it's not immediately clear how much. If is this cheaper? How much cheaper? You know, and yeah. Well, I mean, Google is probably more expensive than this. I don't think there's any doubt. Uh, Four cents is cheaper than versus I'm familiar with, but not on a scale that would make you. Unless you're doing some incredibly high amount of geocoding or resting tiles, would that add up to the point that it would make sense just on cost alone, right, to to convert over to uh, the service? Um, yeah, my my impression doing quick calculations was it was it wasn't radically cheaper. It, you know, I may be wrong there, but it is at least on geocoding, particularly if you want to do this, be able to store the results, it's not radically cheaper. It's 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 comparable. Yeah. We, however, are radically cheaper because, of course, we're using open <laughs> data. So, anyone out there who, yeah, instead of spending, you know, I mean, I I do. We all have to help if we want to help. If want to get Jeff Bezos over to become a trillionaire, but you don't have to do it on geocoding. You can buy some geocoding from us instead for much cheaper. Yeah, so, very. I think that you know, getting at it. I mean. I just did a quick search while a live search while we're on a, a podcast. And, you know, if you go to the Amazon marketplace, they have here as a location service that you can buy on their, on their marketplace. So, you know, <laughs> it basically talks about geocoding, search maps, navigation, routing, all that stuff. So, you know, I don't know how much <laughs> HLS here, location services. That's <laughs> what are these acronyms? Oh man, I couldn't make this stuff up. I tried, but so clearly they have, you know, links in here, you know, it's one thing to sell here through a marketplace, another one to, to integrate it directly with your AWS API, but they seem to, they seem to have you know, a couple, I'm seeing a couple places over here that they seem to have it and they are, they use Amazon W's here for their map. So there you go. <laughs>
Well, give it, give us your conclusion, James. What, what's your main takeaway from all this? What, um, you know, what, what, um, what, given the limited information we have, what, what can we summarize? I think this is definitely something one needs to pay attention to because whatever this is, isn't going to be what it will be, you know, as I said earlier. So, you know, is it an alternative to Google or an alternative to Esri or an alternative to any of these, you know, full service, you know, Mapbox? Uh, I don't think so. It's relatively interesting, you know, from the sense of you're completely on Amazon, but, you know, as you know, you getting somebody to, to re-architect their back end, you know, is, is difficult and you have to have a really, truly compelling reason and saving a couple cents is probably not going to make it, you know, convert. That said, you know, the routing might be interesting. It also might be disappointing. It might just be <laughs> here or Esri routing uh, wrapped in their own API. But I, I can't imagine. I think a year from now, if we're having, if you and I are on a uh, on a podcast, I, I would have to say we would see Amazon branded maps. And what I mean by that is obviously <laughs> OpenStreetMap data in here somehow, because at, at Amazon scale. They cannot pay as for your year. <laughs> you know, you're never going to make any money. And then if you're not going to make money, what's the point, right? They have to control this all the way down. And if they don't, then who is this for? And I think that's the biggest question I've seen people ask on Twitter is, what's the point? <laughs> Probably, you know, I don't think they call this a true product yet, right? It's still a... Um, I don't think they call it beta. But yeah, they say it's in a trial phase. So... yeah. So I think you're definitely so right. Obviously, what we see now is not what, what it's going to be. So. Yeah. So you get out there, you get people using it, you get people trying to use it and complaining, and then you get to expose their APIs to you know a rudimentary amount of people, you know, not hundreds of thousands of users, but tens of thousands of users. And so you can improve it. And then, you know, eventually you get down there to, you know, releasing additional features. And, you know, what you'll probably see one day is next to here in Esri, you'll see Amazon. <laughs> and by Amazon, you know, what we mean is StreetMap of some flavor or something like that. Unless, you know, they were to acquire here, but uh, who wants to buy a, you know, the stuff is a commodity. You know, you can, it's easier to hire a bunch of engineers and create the damn thing than it is to buy you know, a failed company like here. Ooh, damn it. I said that. Well, you that. say that though, man, but haven't we seen people, you know, didn't Uber try to build their own maps and then give up? And Yeah, Uber. Well, Uber did. I don't know if Uber's the best example of this, right? Because Uber just tried to spend a ton of money, period. You know, when you get so much money, you have to spend it. So they did things that probably aren't the thing that they best do. So yeah, they, they created their own mapping services. They still have some of them. But on the mobile, they don't use it for their, their customers. Don't use it. The customers use whatever maps are built onto the platform. So Google or, or, or Apple. Oh, right. Okay. So, I'm, I'm not a big I Uber think user. Apple. Actually, I, I, it's been so it's been so long since I've been in an Uber. <laughs> I can't remember. Yeah. But uh, I don't. It's either Google on everything or, or Google on Android and Apple on on Apple. But it might be Google on everything also. So you know, even even company as critical as <laughs> as Uber, which do they drive? Do Uber vehicles drive more miles in a day than Amazon vehicles? Well, I might say yes to that. Yeah, could be. Um, you know, you know. As I said, here in the U.S., the the blue gray Amazon trucks are everywhere. Probably comes down our street six, seven times a day, <laughs> delivering packages. There's probably a lot of inefficiency to that, but 
part of Amazon's goal is to deliver something as quick as possible. And it isn't always, hey, let's just wait an extra three hours and send a truck. Let's just send a truck immediately kind of a thing. But, you know, who knows? So... I, what 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 it will be in a year? I would assume it's going to have their own services. You'll be able to do all your stuff on their things, and what that will mean to the outcome. You know, we we're talking about geocoding. You know, if you use the Amazon geocoder on Amazon data, do you have to put it in the Amazon cloud? <laughs> right? You know, people might be thinking this might be the you know the way to get out of the Google problems, but. Amazon's going to have their own restrictions as well. So yeah, you're just trading your Google Master for an Amazon Master. Yeah, you know, so. and as a maybe if you're a CIO, you'd make that trade every day. You know, just out of the simplicity of having one vendor. But you know, well, developers will use whatever the best tools are. You know, given the choice, you know, that they're most comfortable with, and they give them the freedom to create applications they want. And you know, that's probably why Google's been so successful, even though it's been so closed, is their their APIs are good. You know, and they're easy to use on different platforms. So even though it technically is a very closed platform, uh, people are willing to to invest in it because of the ease of use and the availability on different platforms. You know, they're they're yeah, and that, that's kind of a virtuous circle, right? Because everyone uses it. You know, they're smart about capturing that data and using it to improve the service, so it gets better and yeah. better and better, of course. So. But there's only two. I would say there's only two. Maybe Amazon can be the third. Maybe Microsoft can be the fourth. But there's very few companies that can can be that. You have to control a platform, and so it's easy to say Google controls a platform, which they do. Apple controls a platform, which they do. Amazon might control a platform with AWS. You know, that well, also just platform. with all their employees, right? Like if you're capturing the data with your delivery trucks, maybe that's enough, at least for vehicle routing and things like that. So yeah. And then, you know, Microsoft is Azure, you know, usually follows path. I mean, they have Azure maps and all that other stuff. I, the, <laughs> I have no opinion on Azure maps uh, or Bing maps because I don't use them, but uh, they do have Azure has their stuff too. So maybe this isn't so revolutionary as, as one might, might, might think because those in Azure probably use Azure maps. Right. Allegedly, I don't know. So maybe the only conclusion we can offer at this point is that people should watch this space and stay on top of it. Oh, I think it's a definite watch. You know, I, I, it was hard for me to find the damn thing in my, <laughs> my Amazon console. <laughs> you know, that AWS drop down thing that's at the top now is like, <laughs> I did. I, 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 I stay. Uh, we, we do use AWS for one, for some services, and I stay out of there as much as possible. It's just a nightmare. It's, it's just too it much. It is a nightmare. It's just too much. I, I need a so, bigger monitor. Yeah. <laughs> Hold the page. So I think that's what you leave it. Pay, definitely pay attention because unlike other attempts of Amazon to get into the mapping space, I think this is one that is driven by their cloud services. And <laughs> that is a market that Amazon is not going to give up whatsoever. They want to continue growing and continue taking people away from their homegrown solutions and from uh, you know Azure and uh, Google's cloud. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure it's not going to go away. It's, it's, it, they'll, it, I'm sure Amazon location services will still exist in, in five or 10 years. Or what it will be is unclear, but there will be something called that. So. All right. Well, I guess that's that brings us to our end today. I, I do encourage all listeners, as I said, to subscribe to your to your weekly newsletter, which because I'm sure you'll 
talk about this and other happenings in the geo industry there. And how can people get in touch with you, James, if they just raise questions for them? Or they... Well, the easiest, easiest way to, to, to poke at me is, is Twitter, James M. Fee, uh, Twitter, and easy to find. You know, I have my, my blog, spatiallyadjusted.com. Uh, and from there, you can get to newsletters and podcasts and everything or links at the top. And, you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm almost everywhere <laughs> sticking my nose in with, with uh, animated GIFs uh, as commentary. And you will also be at the first GeoMob of 2021, which will be on 13th of January. So yeah, I'm actually excited because I missed the last one because of the birth of my, the, the almost birth of my daughter. We thought she was coming early. She ended up not, but it was the, uh, everyone get excited, hop in the car and run to the hospital only to be told hours later, go home. So, well, I'm glad we can get you back. So we will see you then on January 13th. Thanks very well, thank much for so coming much. on the podcast. Yeah, Enjoy it. Always enjoy it. Bye. Thanks everyone for joining us today and listening to the GMOP podcast. Hopefully you've enjoyed the discussion. Please don't hesitate if you have any feedback for us or any suggestions for topics that we should cover in the future. You can get the show notes over on the website, which is at thegeomob.com. While you're there, if you're not yet on the mailing list, please do get on the mailing list where we once a month send out an email announcing future events, summarizing past events, and just generally sharing uh, events that you may find of interest. You can also, of course, follow us on Twitter, where our handle is geomob. You can follow Stephen at Stephen Feldman. You can follow me at Fryfogel. You can check out Mappery at mappery.org. And of course, if you need any geocoding, please check out my service, which is opencagedata.com. We look forward to you joining us again at a future episode, and of course, seeing you at a future GeoMop event. Hope to see you there soon. Bye.